When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The Venture X card from Capital One gives you premium travel benefits. Perfect for seeing Taylor Swift The Eras Tour. Presented by Capital One. Oh, I do love her. Earn five times miles on flights and 10 times miles on hotels through Capital One Travel. Enjoy your stay in Suite 13. Whoa, 13? That's Taylor's lucky number. The Venture X card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. Welcome back to No Filler, the music podcast dedicated to sharing the often overlooked hidden gems that fill the space between the singles on our favorite records. My name is Travis. I've got my brother Quentin with me as always. And today, Q, we're going back to our wheelhouse with some 2000s era indie rock, post-punk garage rock with a listen to a band called the french kicks that is our jam dude but this is new to me man i've n- I never never got into these guys so. well here's the thing here's the thing about these guys they hit right when the strokes hit and the walkman hit and you know the bands that actually made it on the map right and so they were constantly kind of competing with and being compared to these much more successful bands you know and so they never really got off the ground you know what i mean and so this record that we're going to talk about today is their last record. And from a lot of the reviews that I'm reading and, and sort of people's take on it at the time when it came out, which was 2008, this was kind of like their album of like, okay, we're, we, we tried to be successful. We never caught on. Let's just make a record and, and not, not be preoccupied with, with trying, to, trying to make it. You know what I mean? It sounds like you're saying they threw in the towel. Well, I mean, it was just them being more like, you know, the, the record that came out prior to this one was like super um, pro- like overly produced and like 
pro-tooled, you know what I mean? As in like trying to be the super polished and packaged thing. And then this record, Swimming, is just more kind of a return to, you know, the older way of doing things. Well, so, you know, we like to reference bands that we've covered before that had similar situations. Yeah. That sounds a little bit like what Cave In was trying to do with Antenna. Mm -hmm. And then they said, you know what, fuck it, let's go back to our roots. Yeah. I mean, that, yeah, that that seems to be the case. Like, so I stumbled upon this record maybe like two or three years ago. So I didn't, I didn't hear this when it, when it was out, you know what I mean? Like when, you know, around that time, like if you were a French Kicks fan, this record seems like the one that may have like alienated some of their fans, you know what I mean? Because it was a little bit different. And a little bit like people are saying it's a little bit safer because it sounds, you know, these songs are a little bit more like poppy, I guess. But I didn't, I don't know that. I didn't know that. You know what I mean? Like I have nothing to compare it to. So to me, this is just a great record. Yeah. So the only song of theirs that I know is one that you brought to the table for our long wave episode, uh, All Our Weekends, which I loved. Well, if you loved all our weekends, you'll love the other picks I got today. But yeah, cool. that is worth mentioning. We did briefly talk about these guys on a sidetrack episode that we did where we mainly focused on a band called Long Wave, which is another band from that era. Another band that that uh, kind of got shadowed by, yeah, like you said, the heavy hitters at the time. Right. Uh, Strokes, Interpol, exactly. Walkman, yeah. And like the French Kicks, these guys, like they were from New York City, you know what I mean? So they were in the thick of it, yeah. right? You know what I mean? Right when the strokes hit. So yeah, this is just one of those, you know, bands like these were a dime a dozen back then. And when you stumble onto a band like this, maybe, you know, 10 years later, as I did, you know, it probably, I, I, I may not have liked this if I heard it when it came out, but 10 years removed with like my taste in music evolving and me having more of a sort of a nostalgia for this type of sound, I'm able to appreciate it maybe in ways that I, I wouldn't have if I had heard it when it hit, you know, but I mean, honestly, I, I think it's a, it's a solid record. You know what I mean? I don't know that I'm tainted by my, my, just my, my love for and nostalgia for garage rock. I think it's an honestly, honestly a good record. So anyway, there's not much to say about these guys, a band like this, Let's just be honest. We're we're just here to listen to the tunes. We're not here to talk about these dudes. Um, go, you know. There's there's no deep history or, or story behind these guys. It's just another indie post punk band from the 2000s, you know. And this is their last record that they put out, and that's kind of all you need to know. Um, they were trying to make it big, like all the other bands were out there, but they never had much success. And so, like you know, this is a record where they decided to produce it themselves and sort of dial it back a little bit and i think uh it's a solid record what more do you need to Sweet. know nothing more dude let's hear some tunes i will say one interesting thing though the one of the so there's two vocalists the drummer actually sings occasionally which i thought was interesting and this other guy named matthew stinchcomb which is a that's a funny name stinchcomb stinchcomb yeah. <laughs> he is currently etsy as in Etsy, the the website. Yeah. He's currently the European director of Etsy. So wow. he found some success <laughs> after wow. this, right? Anyway. Um, but yeah, 
uh, yeah, let's just let's just get right <laughs> into it here, dude. Okay, <laughs> let's do it. We're gonna tr- start with track number four. And this song is called "New Man." some quiet is the new loud vibes not the album but that era of quiet but loud okay okay well that's interesting like um peter bjorn peter bjorn and john or um i don't know like matt pompier or like midlake that's interesting because i always associate quiet is the new loud with the more indie folk type stuff right yeah so curious to know why you said that you know it's a little more subdued like you said yeah, it's it's. I think it fits in that category, which is maybe maybe why they didn't get that much love in two thousand eight, because you know that style had already come and gone. It sounds like they approached the recording process for this with like you know 
let's not overthink things. Let's just lay the track down. You know what I mean? Maybe if we need a second take, we'll take a, a second take. But like, let's just get it out there. Let's not, you know, it, it sounds like they were a band that was like consumed with like perfection, perfectionism and stuff on like their previous two releases, you know, like obsessing over making sure the arrangement was perfect and stuff like that. And when they put this record out, they just wanted to roll into the studio and just kind of let it just let it happen naturally. And this was self-produced, right? I wonder how much of that, uh, you know, relaxed kind of feeling about, you know, recording was because they had that that freedom. Maybe, you know, maybe they had all this pressure from record labels like we hear about all the time from bands to just make have it perfect, you know, with every take. I mean, you know, if you're a post-punk garage band in the 2000s, yeah, I mean, you're going to get a lot of pressure probably from a record label to to make a hit because, you know, if you're signing a garage rock band in the 2000s, your goal is to make the next strokes, right? Yeah, and they were perfectionists too. Yeah. Julian and, and all them and uh, with the strokes. Definitely Julian, right? Um, but yeah, the way that the guitar player Josh Wise described it, uh, in the recording process, they used a lot of first and second takes and tried to preserve a sense of immediacy and discovery that comes from putting things down before you really have a chance to think too hard. I think you had read that quote uh, when you brought them yeah, to the table for that Longwave episode. And yeah, you definitely hear that, especially in the one that you played previously, the All Our Weekend song. You yeah. can hear that that like immediacy and just like the one-off kind of stuff that you hear when you're not trying to make it perfect you know yeah. it's not as rehearsed yeah and i think it comes off on this record because like there's just a sense of like laid backness to this record it's a very like easy going record this track new man what i love about it is that and this is something they did on all weekends the track that i played where there's they 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 do a good job with repetitiveness i guess like they do it in a good way like it's also just really simple guitar work too. Like, especially in that track I just played, like that main guitar riff, super simple. And there's, there's a sense of like, let's just roll into the studio and, and, and knock this thing out. I mean, that's that simple guitar work and the repetitiveness, they do it really well. It's really yeah, effective. That's what I'm saying. And now speaking of repetitiveness, this next song that we're going to play, it's got one of the catchiest hooks I've ever heard. Once you hear this chorus, it's going to be stuck in your head. Until the end of time. So you're welcome. <laughs> awesome. Um, it's also got the most most plays by far on this record. It's not a single, by the way. So I'm not trying to sneak a single in here. <laughs> but uh, it is super catchy. And um, yeah, get ready to have an earworm. Because um, this chorus is catchy AF. This song is called Said So What? Here's a blade that'll cut to the bone. Mm -hmm. 
You know what, dude? I was going to call you out for actually dropping an AF on this podcast. Because I think that was the first time that's been dropped. I know, I'm not, I'm not a fan of AF, dude. But, you know what? That was catchy AF. I don't I think you. there's any better way to put it. I told you. <laughs> and, um, yeah, dude, I think I spoke too soon when I said that that sound had already come and gone by 2008. Because that sounded a lot like the Morning Benders to me. Their album, Big Echo, came out in 2010, and that album blew up. That was like one of Pitchfork's favorite albums of the year. Man, they fizzled out real quick. Well, it's a funny story behind that, dude. They oh, really? Fizzled, they fizzled out because uh, bin, the, the, the word bender is like a... It's like a homophobic slur in oh, like a Europe, bender. I think, or something. Yeah. So they completely changed their name and just mm. like just did a, a complete identity change. And so they probably yeah. minted in this like a like a bender, like an all night, yeah. like a bender, yeah. like getting wasted or something. Exactly. Dude. Yeah. But yeah, they just kind of man. What was that one band that you brought to the table? Yeah, they were called. Um, they changed their name to Preoccupations, but they they went by. Um, Viet Cong. They went yeah. by the name Viet Cong, and then they were just like, you know what, you know, we're not out to make, we're not out to offend people. Like that's not yeah. our thing, so we're gonna change our name. Well, that's what happened. Yeah, that's what happened with Morning Banner. That's a sidetrack, but yeah, dude. Like two years prior to Big Echo dropping, which is you know, it's that '60s pop kind of yeah. jangly, jangly pop kind of sound. Yeah, I was gonna say the same thing. Like with this, with that song, said so what by French Kicks. That we just played. It does have a little bit of a '60s vibe to it. Yeah, um, and I don't, I don't think that was something that was necessarily, uh, you know, a signature of of garage rock. Not necessarily. Definitely not in the early 2000s. I think garage rock was more, you know, like The Strokes, punkish, punkish. Yeah, yeah. But I think they do it. They do it well. They do the harmonies really, really well. That's what I like about this record, French Kicks. The harmonizing is great. Was this recorded live? Do you know? You know, like one take all in the same room kind of thing? Yeah, they try to do, you know, first and second takes and that's it. So that's really cool too because that's really, that's legit harmonizing that you're hearing. That's not just the one lead singer going back and and recording the harmonies, you know. And it's the drummer, it's the drummer and and the guitar player, which I thought was really cool that the drummer's back there. Anytime a drummer's singing, I love it. Yeah, dude. But yeah, just really simple, straightforward garage rock songs. That, you know, like we were saying here, like, you know, they sort of, they're making their own, cultivating their own unique sound. They're not, when you hear this, it's not like it comes off as like, oh, this is just a band trying to be, you know, the Strokes or the Walkman. His voice does kind of sound like the Walkman dude uh, occasionally, but I'm just saying they have a unique enough sound to where it's not like just them trying to be one of the bands that came out before them, but it sounds like that's what was happening on the records they put out before they were trying really hard to insert themselves into, into that sound. And this was the record where they said, you know what, let's just do whatever we want to do. I feel like what we need to do at this point, dude, because we keep talking about, well, this is, this is a, a left turn from their previous stuff. You haven't heard their old stuff. I haven't heard their old stuff. Let's just fucking listen to their old stuff, man. All right. right Well, let's, in that case, let's just listen to the their their most popular song 
according to Spotify plays at least, from one of their previous records. Okay. Because that should be a a good sense of what what the sound was. I'm just going to pick a random one. I'm going to pick the most So this is 2006 then, uh, an album called 2000. So this was two years in between Swimming and uh trial of the century trial of the century okay right, dude. let's just pick let's a random so this hey and this is the year we graduated high school just throwing that out there True. just for fun all right this song is called knee high Love it. I like that one. That was good. And like you can hear, you know, sort of like that single note kind of staccato thing that like the like Interpol would do and stuff like that. And the fast paced uh, uh, double up on the hi-hat drums. Yeah. There, that reminded me of the Walkman a lot. And that's another thing that I read from people who reviewed this, who reviewed swimming. They said like some people were thought that French Kicks was on this trajectory like off this last record as far as like their sound and stuff and people were disappointed with what happened to swimming but i actually it kind of makes me appreciate swimming a little bit more because they just like i said they they just rolled into the studio and just let whatever happened happen versus this record um 2000 you can tell by just hearing that last song that like it's very very like highly produced second takes um yeah that's cool dude it, swimming yeah. is more natural and it comes yeah. off that way it just feels like a band in a studio you know what i mean and to me that's actually more true to the the garage rock origins or whatever bands just getting together in the garage and, and playing music together you know it's a I mean? good point dude well so, what else you got from swimming all right let's play that's another song here this song is called the way you arrive Thank you. 
a lot of cool stuff going on in that dude yeah again like with the the background vocals the entire time i really liked you know that was cool man that was like a, another instrument like another mm-hmm. like a keyboard line yeah even cooler that this is first or second take man like and all recorded at the same time in one room you know recorded live that's really cool so um you know on the flip side of the critics that didn't like the direction that they took the band there were some critics out there like the village voice that thought that this record would lead to people start starting to compare other bands to french kicks instead of the other way around so yeah. like you know some people thought that this was a good a good direction to take the band in like even this uh under the radar, which was publicated, and these these reviews all came out in two thousand eight, so obviously before the band fizzled out. Um, this guy says here, French kicks guarantee that swimming is not a watered down concoction, and in doing so, have not only reinvented themselves, but may have also saved their careers. Didn't happen, but um, yeah, people thought that it could have. And I think that's because it's, you know, this is them just saying, you know what, let's stop worrying about trying to become a, a uh, you know, a band that takes off and let's just do what we want to do and self-produce a record. Yeah. This quote from Pop Matters kind of stands out though, dude. Swimming is really too damp to catch a spark, but could quite easily find a home nicely in the background somewhere of a candlelit wine bar. Or other chilled venue. I guess the point they're trying to make is that it's not... There's nothing memorable about it. Well, here's what I like about, about, you know, all these harsh words from these critics. Like you said, the fact that they said, you know what? Fuck it. We're going to do this ourselves. We're going to do what we want. We're not going to, you know, focus too much on on trying to make this a polished, like, album that that can get radio play. This is going to be an album for us, and we're going to have fun with it. That's really all that matters, I think, dude. I think it's great. Yeah, and like, you got to appreciate it. You got to admire that, right? Yeah, absolutely. All right, so we're going to go backwards here on the record, but that's okay. Because I want to play another another subdued kind of um, more quiet is the new loud cue. Hey, I appreciate this, Travis. Um, this song, another really uh, quiet song, more subdued, and I like it a lot. Well, hey, dude, before we do that, let's take a quick break. So this song is called Love in the Ruins. Running ahead out of my mind. 
beautiful song. Yeah, man. dude. Good stuff. Good stuff. Definitely in the in the Seawolf mm-hmm. vein, that kind of stuff, which I know you're you're a big fan of, or um, clientele, that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny to think about like clientele, uh, dude. You want to talk about not now that we're back in this in this decade, we should do a, an episode on clientele on their on their record, Strange Geometry. That's happening, dude. You're, well, you're gonna have to sway me, dude, because I'm I've just never been too big a fan of theirs. Well. I mean, I can do that. I can easily do that because <laughs> okay. that record is great. Well, here's what I want to do next, dude, because we've mentioned them several times. I would love to cover the Walkman. Yes. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. Let's do them next. Yeah. All right. I'm down with that, man. I, I love the Walkman. Me too. I haven't listened to them in years. Honestly, I haven't played one of their tracks in years. I went through and listened to all of their records like maybe a few years ago. Not all Sweet. of them, but a good a good portion of like their early ones and stuff. Yeah. Um. I still think The Rat is one of the best songs to come out of that era. So we'll have to play it. Even though it was a single, the intensity uh, in his vocal work on that song is unmatched, man. And those drums, killer. Yes. Yeah, man. So we'll we'll play that track (laughs) because we have to. Maybe um, we can play that, uh, what was it? Conan or Jay Leno or something? Yeah, dude. Maybe we should just play that live recording instead of the one for that. Maybe. But the way he does the vocals on that track is unbelievable anyway yeah. that's a good call well let's do that next actually let's do the walkman next because they're yep. a really good um companion to french kicks yeah and a good example of the kind of um well, i don't know what wave it is but second or third wave of garage rock that happened in the early 2000s too. yeah they're a good example of like the uniqueness of that era alongside the strokes and interpol and all that and to me the walkman it's all about his his vocals let's say his name Hamilton Lighthouser. Well, we're jumping um, the gun here, dude. Now we're talking about right, Walkman. Right, okay. All right. Let's go back to French Kicks here because um, I <laughs> think pulling this Ruins, one right out of the ass, dude. Well, right I, you know what? Sometimes this is our, our best material comes right out of there. Though, so <laughs> um, I think Love of the Ruins might be my favorite track on the record because I think it incorporates everything that French Kicks does really well on this record, which is some of the quiet stuff, his vocals, the harmonizing. The bass line is killer. That bass line that comes in. Yeah, that was cool. Boom. Exactly. And that's a, that's like a that. classic bass type of sound from that um, it, from that It reminds era, me of some like. of uh, Spoon's bass lines. Uh-huh. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway. Um, but yeah. There you go, Q. I like that French Kicks went out with this type of record because they got to do they got to make a record on their terms you know what i mean they got to make a record that they produced that was more like authentic and like genuine you know what i mean it's a yeah it's a cool snapshot of of the actual bands you know and what and what they do when they're jamming together and having fun uh, yeah it is really cool right i think it, it it makes me appreciate the record more when you when you know that this is just them, you know what I mean, in, in the yeah. studio. But yeah, um, like you said, we've returned. We're back in the 2000s, and we'll probably stay here for a while. We'll do the Walkman next, and um, yeah, we'll, we'll do a, a sort of a sampling of um, some of the music they were putting out around the early 2000s, because um, there's a lot of good stuff that's spread out across mm-hmm. their discography, and I don't want to pick just one record. So it's possible the Walkmen have not appeared on this podcast yet, besides maybe talking about them, which 
is hard for me to to uh, get my head around if that's the case, but it's possible. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually yeah, I'm surprised too that we, that they didn't make an if, appearance. If, yet, if they showed up anywhere, it would have been in our like top 100 of the last decade. I don't think so, man. I think we also said no singles. So yeah, they they're not on there. So yeah, the first time that we we've talked about these or I think we've talked about them, but maybe this will be the first time that we have played music from the Walkman on this podcast, but that's that's another example of a band that there's no way we could do a music podcast and not share tunes from these guys eventually. So yeah. here we are. We finally arrived at that moment next week. <laughs> next week yeah all right so yep that's it next week we'll come at you with some walkman those guys are from dc nope new york man everybody was from new york back then new york dc that was the place to be man if you were making in the early thousands, yeah dude you found your way to new york somehow yeah all right well there you go q uh that was french kicks that was swimming and you're either going to forget about that album the second you stop listening to this episode, or you're going to go and push play on track one and, and give it a closer listen. Because it really is kind of one of those bands that's like... Grows on you. Not it, Yeah, it, it'll grow on you. But like I was going to say, um, as that critic said, it just kind of... There's nothing really like, you know, there's no spark that's going to start from from this music. It's just really good a really good snapshot of, of the type of music that was being made back then, but it's, it's nothing crazy, uh, insanely like, uh, you know, catchy or like unique, that one song unique. <laughs> yeah. But it's just a good record, you know, totally. All right. Well, you can find us on Twitter. If you'd like to get in touch with us at no filler podcast. And since, as we just said, we're about to, cover some some bands from that era some indie bands some garage rock bands give us a shout out and tell us what you want to hear us talk about uh as far as bands we've talked about from that era before we've talked about the strokes we've talked about interpol we've talked about long wave phantom planet um we've covered quite a bit some good tunes that we've we've covered from that era already for sure yeah and but there's a ton that we haven't talked about so yeah, and if Twitter's not your thing, if you don't have an account and you don't feel like making one, uh, send us an email, nofillerpodcast at gmail.com. You can email us directly, or you can find a, an email form on our website, which we haven't really updated in a while, but you can still find us on our website, nofillerpodcast.com. You can email us directly from the site. Uh, yeah, let us know what you want to hear. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. Say hi. Say bye. Say whatever you want. Just reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, and we are part of the Pantheon Podcast Network. The podcast network for music lovers, Trev. Uh, there's like 50 plus music-centered shows on the network. We're proud to be a part of the family. Uh, you can find us on pantheonpodcasts.com. And as always, I want to give a thank you to AKG for supporting the show and supporting the network. And that's it, Travis. 
We'll be coming at you next week with the Walkman. And until then, thank you, as always, for listening. My name's Quentin. My name is Travis. Y'all take care. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.